podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Microphone. Oh God! Everyone can hear me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's hurry up and get this podcast over with, so then we could catch up for real. I know, for real, we'll talk about real things. Put on a show for all these motherfuckers, all four of them. All four, uh, for the Patreoners, though they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh. I feel like it's uh, been a minute. It really has. It's been a really long time, yeah. Um, I feel like I was not even, I didn't even start my new job yet when we last potted, and I've been there for like six weeks, so yeah, I feel like it's been two months. No, oh, no, it says it's been a month. Oh, okay. Maybe I was, I don't When did whatever. I publish the last one? Um. <laughs> that was like a Homer Simpson book. That was good. It just says one month ago. I think I, I oh, okay. so it's only, it's, so we're, we're still a once, once a month pod, podcast, you know, right, cool. so we're not that bad. Um, but yeah, we're on episode 64. So only, um, what is that? 44 more episodes before we delete 30, the channel. 30, 30, it's Yeah. It's thirty six. It's sixty four. So it's thirty six. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, if we're going to one hundred. Yeah. I suck at math. I have to like do it all the time. So I, I actually don't like do it the regular way. I like envision it in my head because I am also an awful at math. Like I can't believe that I hold a job that requires daily math. Uh. So you you do like you do visualization. To yes, do. I do. And yeah. well, like. My funny story with math is, is that I, the way that I like do math is memorization, which is why I actually, I suck at math because it's hard to mm-hmm. memorize everything. And, um, but they taught us that in school. Yeah, like, I know. When I was in fourth grade, I was so good at my multiplication like yep. thing that they were like, we need to put her in an advanced math class. And yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm so smart. I go to an advanced math class. Only once I got there, they realized I couldn't add and subtract. Right. You just memorized. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can add and It's not like I couldn't right. add and subtract. I no, could add and subtract. Better. Yeah. But it, it took me, like, a really long time because I would, like, be figuring it out in my head. But, like, with the multiplication tables, I just memorized them. So that's why I was so good at it, like. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's why I, like, have to do everything for me in, like, fives, like, multiples of five. Um, yeah, I'm, like, weird with it, too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's I, for me, I have found as an adult, like, when I was in grade school and high school and college, I when I was in college, I had completely given up on math completely. I was like, I, my brain just doesn't work that way, blah, blah, blah. And then as an adult, I did end up in my early 30s taking a... Um, 
like a basic algebra class and I figured out that like I had just had to practice like so much to get it like more than I would have ever when I was in school like I can do it it just takes like way more practice than other people I was really good at algebra because algebra is basically just like problems like memorizing a problem so and that's I was actually like really really good at algebra I do not understand it for one second but I could like do a problem like because I just memorized all the problems yeah, I'm the opposite. Like, that would have never worked for me. And I was better at geometry because, again, I think visualization. And there you go. Actually, I sucked at geometry. I was really bad at it. I couldn't fucking do it because there's nothing to memorize. Like, it, it is, like, all yeah. visual. Like, but, um, which is weird because I'm an artist, but. I was going to say that. <laughs> I know. But when it comes to, like, math. You're also, I... like, pretty decent at pool. What's that? You're also pretty decent at pool pool like play like billiards pool yeah yeah like it's all angles and geometry oh okay well i'm not i'm not that good my my brother tom like my brother tom's like really fucking good yeah um but i guess it's good we're talking about all these masks because today Mm -hmm. on this pod we're going to talk about the i ching yeah which is then we can talk about terrence mckenna too (laughs) again because we, 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 if you want to look in the archives, we have a Terrence McKenna episode. It's actually one of our more popular ones. I'm not surprised. I mean, he's popular. Yeah. And I think lately he's been popular just because of how crazy everything is right now. And by, like, an episode that's popular for us means, oh, there's 200 plays. We, we, oh, wow. We okay. don't yeah, ever get the 200. Yeah, we yeah. never get to 200. So that's pretty popular for us. Yeah, really Also, like there is like psychedelics are having a comeback, so that's like he's very associated with that scene. So people are like looking for trying to get stuff recently. Um, and and we did touch on the I Ching when we talked about Terrence McKenna. Yeah. But um, so what is the I Ching? Are Are you asking me? Yes. Um, I don't know. I think you know more about it than I do. My understanding is that it is, is now going to sound stupid. It is Chinese. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, it's a form. It's like, uh, essentially divination, correct? And it's like, a, do, I, I don't know how you choose which, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but I know there's like paragraphs and you maybe roll dice or something and you choose a paragraph, um, and it has meaning for you personally. Is that kind of the gist of it? Um. Yeah. Well, like, so the I Ching itself, though, is like an ancient text, though. So, like, right. we're talking like Confucius era. So, um, let's see. I have the Wikipedia open now. Um, let's see. Seven fifty, one thousand to seven fifty BC before Christ. Oh. So, yeah, so it's, it's an ancient, um, text. So it's the oldest one. Um, it's like, it's like older. I mean, fine. I guess the Bible's old too, but like, so in Eastern religion and philosophy though, this is like the Bible. Well, yeah, if it's 3000 years ago, then it's before Buddha, it's before Jesus. It's like, I guess kind of more toward the old Testament. Times maybe not, you know, 
like in the middle. Um, um yeah. Right, they're called hexagrams. I forgot that too. Yeah, That's each the there's 64, 64 possible sets uh, corresponds to a hexagram, which can be looked up in the text. So there's 64 configurations. See, this is like where my math, like where I'm like, honestly, I don't fucking understand it, how it works. But like, uh, as a mathematical equation, I don't understand it. Like I'm looking at the hexagram now and it's like, I don't fucking get how they do this because it's like, so the first line is 134, 5, 26, 11, 9, 14, 43. Then it's 25, 51, 3, 27, 24, 42, 21, 17. How the fuck does... I don't understand the logic on how mathematically this uh, works into a... uh, into a thing. But, like, so... And when you... So, like, when you do a... um, So, like, this is, like, I Ching for retards, anyway. But when you do a reading... So I've been reading my I Ching for like, I just started for like two weeks now, like almost every day. I'm curious. And basically the way it goes is you have three coins, you roll the coins, tails, um, side of the coin equals two, head side of the coin equals three. So you roll the coins and you count up the numbers, you know, and an even number uh, is... A single line and a um, oh wait no an odd number number is a single line and an even number is two like a line with a dash in the middle like missing so it's two lines two dashes one dash two dash so you and you roll that uh, the the coins six times to to get your hexagram so basically, um, and the hexagram is separated. There's an upper trigram, it's called. Is that Yeah, and there's an upper trigram and a lower trigram. So, and okay. since the, basically three and three. So the lower, you know, is the first three lines. And the way also that you build the hexagram is from the bottom up. So the first okay. line, you know, is the bottom. Your second line is, you know, so bottom up, not top bottom. Okay. Um, and then you take your reading from the coins, your six lines, and the the lines have like sim like turn into a symbol. Like so, three solid lines um, is for the like. So again, you're separating it the upper and lower. So it's all in threes. So three single lines is heaven, and then if you have two. Uh, two dash lines and then a single line that's thunder and then if you have two dash lines single line two dash lines that's water single line two dash lines two dash lines that's mountain and then if you have three dash lines that's earth two single lines and then two dash lines that's wind single line two dash lines single line that's fire two dash lines, single line, single line, that's lake. So all of the symbols, uh, all of the lines create then a symbol. So it's heaven, thunder, water, mountain, earth, wind, fire, lake. Uh, and then to, you get the graph here. So you, for your lower trigram, uh, 
you know, it, the graph goes like, you know, like, um, this is more math shit, you know, like how, like, uh, how fucking graphs work. So there's like a left side and then there's like a horizontal that's like your X and Y axis. Yes. Thank you. Oh my yeah. fucking God. So then, um, so your lower is, so which one would be X and Y? Does it matter? Does the I horizontal? Don't remember yet. Yes. Um, it does matter. Okay. The vertical is. I'll get it for you. I don't remember. Whatever. Vertical's X, horizontal's Y, whatever. Anyway, so the lower is the vertical and the upper is the horizontal. And you go. Horizontal, sorry, horizontal. Yeah, horizontal is X, vertical is Y. Okay. So, um, good. I'm glad you looked it up because I said it wrong. Anyway, but like, so <laughs> you. Uh, you, get, you, you get your um, trigrams from your reading. And um, you pick out your symbols from the, you know, the graph, the X axis and the Y axis, and then you bring them together to, uh, they, you know, they align together in the graph to a number. And, and those are the sequence of numbers I told you about before, the 1, 34, 5, 26, 11, 9. And I don't understand the mathematical equation of how that works. Um, but there's 64 numbers. Okay. It's one through 64. Anyway, and then, um, that, and then that number is your reading in the I Ching. Um, and then the other thing with your reading is when you have the even numbers of either six or nine, those are changing lines. So when you go to your your reading in the I Ching, the um, those any lines that have a six or a nine in it is a changing line, and and that's something that's part of your reading that you should read because then when you go, basically when you go to the chapter or the reading, like so, I just opened randomly to um, eighteen, which is mountain and wind. And there's like, uh, you know, a few paragraphs talking about what this is, you know, like what this reading is. And then yeah. there's a, then there's line readings from the first to the sixth line. And there, it's like a poem. There's like a stanza for each line, but the only, the first line applies to your reading. None of the other lines do. All you do is read the first line. But if you okay. have a six or a nine, whatever, whatever line the six or the nine um, falls on, you're, that's part of your reading too. So you add that okay. to the reading. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting, like six and nine, you would only get a six and a nine if you roll three heads or you roll three tails. So that's very rare to do that. So I think that's why it's it's important and okay. enunciates that you should read further because that doesn't always happen. That's very rare to get three heads or three tails. Um, and yeah, so I would say, um, I also was like reading my tarot cards for a while and yeah. I, began I stopped because I was just like frustrated and depressed from my tarot card readings like I was I like, yeah it was it's just like yes I know I have all this shit to work on like can I just yeah. get some good fucking news you know 
Like, and, and I'm not saying that the cards were inaccurate either. It just was not very um, helpful. It just was like, made me feel like shit. So I just stopped mm-hmm. reading my cards. And I'll say this about the I Ching. The I Ching is also like, I'm not in a good spot right now in my life. Okay. So my I Ching is also depressing, but mm-hmm. it's very like, um, positive. Like, it's like very like, tells you well yeah this is happening in your life but this is what you need to do you need to calm keep calm and be and be innocent and be Uh like withdrawal into yourself and always like you know it just is all about like being very zen really Mm. and it gives you like advice in a way that i just don't think tarot cards really do they they just don't Mm -hmm. um or at least maybe it's like I don't know, because it's so Western, it's, like, very, there's something, like, ambitious about it, like, being, like, well, you know, like, this is going wrong, and it's because, like, you're a go-getter, or what, I don't know, there's just something, I don't know, I, I just like the I Ching so far way better, and I've also been noticing it's improved my mood and how I feel, like, it's, it's improved, like, like, um, like feeling more in control by and not by being like I'm controlling things but feeling yeah, more yeah. in control because I have ways that I can handle things as as things happen to me in that sort of way because okay. because okay. I'm reading these readings that like are all about you know being turning to the higher power being like the sage um and it's just been very positive so that's been my experience so far with the I Ching. So did you do you have like a set, one of these sets, or do you have like the book and you use coins? Like I have a the book I got and I just got like the most popular one. Like I just went online and was like, which is the one people most recommend? Yeah. Um and you know, uh, for a Western reader to like understand yeah. it. Um, so I got the um, the I Ching or the books a book of changes a guide to life's turning points by Brian Brown Walker. Um, Brian Brown Walker. Yeah, so that's the one I got. This is and I this is I would say the most recommended if you're if okay. you're going online looking. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I have this book and it has the like hexagram in it. And it's, you know, in the beginning, it's very quick. It teaches you how to do a reading, which is like basically what I just did at the beginning of this podcast. Like, that's it. And then it has all the readings. And so, and then I just use coins. I have three pennies that I use to do the reading. Okay. Yeah. So actually, I'm ordering it now. And just so people know, it is on Amazon right now for um, $13.59. And then there's a dollar coupon. Well, I do want to say too, I recommend either doing thrift books or Abe books because you can get it for like half the price used. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got it for like, I got it for like $4 on thriftbooks.com. Oh, thriftbooks.com, good Just, I mean, I think you can get used copies on Amazon too, though. But um, just, you know, or you could pay the $14.50. But yeah, I got mine used and it's in really great shape. And it, it's, uh, it was, previously owned by Mariah I don't know how L or some oil or something like that she got it for Christmas in 2001 that's cool yeah 
um, and it's in good shape. So I don't know if you want to, you can do it. You can get a brand new one too. Anyway, um, it's also what I really like about it in comparison to the Terra. The Terra is like this whole fucking process. It's so, it takes so long. Right. It takes up a lot of time. The I Ching doesn't take a lot of time. It takes like five minutes and I get my, I get my reading and, um, and then I write like, I only write like a couple lines of like what I've absorbed from the reading and then eventually now it's been two weeks. I have like a little journal like progression, which is also like really helpful. So, uh, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Cool. And I also, I haven't, I, I have a good sorry. description of it too, because I wasn't really sure how it Yeah. I also haven't gotten like the same reading yet. Like I haven't, every day has been oh, different, gotcha. which I find pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, as far as like how the math works though, I don't know. It's like. I don't know how the thing... I mean, I didn't do any research for this podcast, as usual. But, um... It says the I Ching is used for a traditional Chinese form of claromancy, known as I Ching divination, in which bundles of yarrow stalks are manipulated to produce sets of six, apparently random numbers, ranging from six to nine. Each of the 64 possible sets corresponds to a hexagram, which can be looked up in the text. The hexagrams are arranged in order in an order known as King-Wen sequence. The King-Wen sequence is an arrangement of 64 divination figures, which is the, the fire, water, lake, you know, wind, earth, that stuff. Right. But it doesn't doesn't say whatever many commenters have used the book symbolically often to provide guidance for moral decision making as decision making as informed by confucianism taoism and buddhism uh yeah i'm like looking at there's like an eaching online page that i'm I had done that for a while. There's an I Ching one that you can like, um, is it I Ching or I Ching? I don't know. I think it's I Ching. Um, there's like a digital one where you could throw coins digitally. And I was doing that for a while. Um, but now that I have the book, I was like, I actually know more about the reading now. Like they don't tell you everything. Like you're not supposed to read the rest of the lines. Gotcha. Um, I think. Yeah, this is what I have is just very much more simple, but um Yeah, so they used to use yarrow sticks. I wonder how that would work, like You can get them. I'm when I was just like looking it up, like there's lots of pictures of them and I know people do use the sticks. Um it's just yeah, like it's like a little bag of tiny sticks and they have the dots and the lines on them. So I know you were talking about the dots and lines. Yeah, it says it is not known how the yarrow stalks became numbers or how specific lines were chosen from the line readings. Hmm. 
In the hexagrams, broken lines were used as shorthands for the numbers 6 and 8, and solid lines were shorthand for values of 7 and 9. Gotcha. Oh. I'm going to see if I can... How does the math work for the... The I Ching represents binary poles of reality as yin and yang, like one and zero. These are abstract concepts that can represent the poles of any binary set. But in the texts of the I Ching are often discussed as female and male. They are notated with a broken line for yin and an unbroken line for yang. Gotcha. So that's why, so it's like ones and zero, so that's why you're yeah. Computer algorithm. Interesting. Well, and according to that, the wave we were in essentially ended in 2012. I mean, uncharted fucking territory now, at least according to his algorithm. So that's what I think is interesting about all this. It's like, oh, crazy things have gone in the past 10 years, which would be high novelty. So how Which did, is what happened in his algorithm is like his, the novelty just went like up, like exponentially at the end in 2012, and that's it. Go ahead. Which we well, like, how did he use the math of how did he use the I Ching for his thing? I really don't understand that, but um, it, yeah, it, I know that it has to do with like what you just described, having like that it's yin and yang binary, and obviously buying food is computer i did pull up and i now that i'm looking at it i feel like you might have read it in the other podcast but here let me read this um the theory of time wave zero was revealed to terence mckenna by an alien intelligence following a bizarre quasi psychedelic experiment conducted in the amazon jungle in columbia in 1971 inspired by this influence terence was instructed in certain transformation of numbers derived from the King Wen secret of I chain hexagrams, E chain hexagrams. This led eventually to a rigorous mathematical description of what Terence calls the time wave, which correlates time and history with the ebb and flow of novelty, which is intrinsic to the structure of time and hence it's of the temporal universe. A peculiarity of this correlation is that at a certain point, a singularity is reached, which is the end of history, or at least a transition to a supra-historical order in which our ordinary conceptions of our world will be radically transformed. The best current estimate for the date of this point is December 21st, 2012 CE, the winter solstice of that year, and also the end of the current era in Mayan calendar. The primary function of the software is to display any portion of the time wave up to 7 billion years as a graph of the time wave related to the Western calendar, either Gregorian or Julian. You can display the wave for the entire 4.5 billion history of the Earth, billion year history of the Earth. Note the peculiarities of the wave at such points as the time of the extinction of the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. Oh, you got really low there for a second. Oh, and are, can you hear me better now? Yeah. Okay. Um, inspect parts of the time wave as small as 92 minutes. The software provides several ways of manipulating the wave display, including the ability to zoom in on a target date or to step back to get the larger picture. A remarkable quality of the time wave is that it is a fractal. Once a part of the wave is displayed, the software allows you to expand any smaller part down to 92 minutes. 
This usually reveals a complexity of structure which persists however much the weight is magnified, a property typical of fractals. The idea that time has a fractal structure in contrast to the Newtonian concept conception of time as pure unstructured duration is a major departure from the common view of the nature of time and physical reality. That time is a fractal may be the reason why fractals occur in nature. So there you go. Cool. It says here too, Terence McKenna was into uh, synchronicity as well. Yeah, that's a big part of this whole theory. Yeah. I know that it is. I can't like explain to you. Well, there's like, <clears throat> there's an episode, Time in the I Ching with Terence McKenna, Thinking Aloud with Jeffrey Mishlove that I randomly found. That sounds cool. So... Maybe I'll listen to that later. I'm trying to like ink this comic. I'm like, it's horrible. It's like, ugh. I thought maybe it was because I was like out of practice because I was down the shore last week. So then I hadn't drawn all week, but I've been drawing this week and I'm still like, this comic just sucks. So whatever. Uh, I I'm sure it's beautiful, honey. Oh yeah, whatever. Wait, what was the name of the uh, podcast person that you were just talking about? I, did, I would like to listen to that, too. I think it's a TV show. Okay. It's Terrence, on It's like from Gaia. the 90s. I'm like looking at a picture of Terrence McKenna's face. Um, Terrence McKenna's time in the E-Chain. Loaded Shaman. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. This is called, it's a show called Thinking Aloud. And Thinking Aloud as in you're allowed to do something. It's spelled A. Oh, Yeah. I actually remember listening to some thinking aloud. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I can go watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to watch it. Again. Yeah, I know. I could, like, watch it over and over again, and I still, it still won't sink into me, like, how this works. But, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so, I don't, I don't know what else to say about the I Ching. I guess this episode's done. <laughs> no, just kidding um what why don't you do a reading um i well i don't have my coins up here um, um also it's like really personal i don't really want to i see. Gotcha, do a gotcha. reading um from me because it's just too personal um maybe i mean maybe if i were like to ask a certain question like yeah you can do a reading for like me you can do a reading for the united states you, can i do a reading for, for the united states for the united states okay all right let me go yeah, get my for the united states the collective let me go get my coins why don't you okay. um talk about uh something why go get my coins okay um when she Beth leaves and I have to talk about stuff, it makes me feel like Garth in Wayne's World. And that's the exact feeling that I get. So if you're old enough to remember that, then you know how I feel right now. So timeline zero. Here's another another website about it called fractaltimeline.com. So this is explaining.
this is explaining that um, Dennis, we always talk about Terrence McKenna, but Dennis McKenna is his brother who is involved in all of this and is still alive and still does. He's been on podcasts recently, like I've seen him. Um, but this is explaining that the most recent epoch uh, on their time leave was uh, thought to have become begun in 1945 at the end of World War II and the development of atomic weapons and their use in war are forms of novelty whose appearance attended the shift of epochs that created the postmodern world. If our understanding is correct, then the same 67-plus year cycle at or near the end of a 4,300-year cycle will terminate around the year 2012, which we all know has passed. Um, and we've talked about this before on, there, on here that, like... We believe that Terrence McKenna's predictions were correct in the sense that the information age really took off in post-2012. Well, so, no, at 2012, like, that is, like, essentially, like, the end of this, like, larger cycle, which is also, like, has that, that Mayan calendar connection, because yeah. it's the end of their large cycle as well. Um no, it's like this is like 2012 or thereabouts was like the end of this whole algorithm, like mathematically. Like they mm -hmm. really didn't know what the fuck was like why it was doing this. Um, we're just basically now, yeah, like I guess you like can't really chart the weight anymore for the time frame that we're in because it has already basically gone exponentially like off the charts of the novelty. So, like, according to this whole theory, my understanding is that we're like just in a time of like such great novelty that it's never been seen before in human or earth history pretty much it's just different like we're in a very different sort of uncharted part of reality in a sense um and no one really knows like specifically why how like it were if it's like true you know this could have been some like bullshit thing but apparently like this wave when you look at this waveform that really does uh, coincide with like a lot of major events in human and world history. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I would say things are you know, obviously very different now than they were pre-2012 and they just seem to be getting crazier and crazier, which is novelty. Like my novelty would be like the, the like hydrogen bomb going up like that would be like a super high novelty moment. like hitler like super high novelty moment. like it's just like when shit happens with that time novelty when like nothing is really happening that's really novelty but like as time has gone on like there's been all right so i have my coins and we're gonna ask a question what what are we asking like um, whatever. Well, I don't know if you're doing a reading like for the United States or you do ask like a specific question or do yeah, you, just you say, do, like, you do yeah, ask questions. Yeah. Um, where, where's the United States heading? Sure. Are, are we in the late stage capitalism? When will it die? Yeah, that's a good question because we are. Okay. So kind of a combo of that. I got two, four, we got a seven. So that's, um, oh, it's not a good time to do this. Okay, seven. 
three, three, six, and two, that's eight. So we got two dashes. Two, four, three, we got seven. Three heads, nine. Two, four, three, seven. And the last line. Three, three, six, and two, that's eight. So the bottom trigram is fire. And the upper trigram is lake. And you bring lake and fire together. And it comes to 49. For the 49 states of the United States of America. Just kidding, I know there's, there's 51, right? 50. Well, plus Puerto Rico and like the territories, they're not those states. I don't think I don't think Hawaii is a state. Hawaii is a state, yes. Hawaii is one of yeah. No. I don't recognize Hawaii as a state of the oh, United States of America. Don't. Well, I mean, you know, there is a lot of dissent in the country right now. Wow. I really Mar you can say whatever you want at this point. It's Marine. fine. Like, Texas is going to succeed. Like, whatever. I can't even no, fucking like, believe please. this. Do you know what this the the, uh, the fortune is? You oh, don't. Oh, my God. Revolution. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> Um, devotion, oh my God. devotion to truth enables a revolution. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the fortune for the United States of America. Well, I'm not, not I mean, I could, so you, what, today is the, is August 15th. Yes. August 15th. So, all right, well, let's say, cause I, I mean, I know we're kind of, um, on the edge of like, potentially shit blowing the fuck up in this country. And I mean... You know, it's like, I was just talking about something a little while ago. Um, for the past few years, I've been saying, there'll be fucking violence. And people were like, no, no, no. And yeah, like, shit is fucked, man. Shit is fucked. And I'm like, not, I'm afraid. Um, and I'm afraid of what the U.S. government is going to do in response to anything that people decide to do. So like, I guess we'll see. But yeah, wow, it's really been in that revolution. It's what just came up in the E-chain for the fucking United States and everything. That's amazing. Yeah. And well, like, I, I mean, I'm scared. I hope like, I, I mean, I just kind of, I've been like really black pilled about the U S since the past election, because I was kind of like, we were in, in a moment of time that was like, seemed like the end of the fucking world, like with COVID and the lockdowns and just how fucking crazy it was and the race riots going on and everything and just how insane it was. 
and we had Bernie Sanders running that just seemed to like make just the most fucking sense to like fix everything. Like what the fuck? And nobody fucking voted for him. And, And I was just kind of like, this country is so fucking stupid. It's beyond help. I mean, that's where I was just like, this is fuck it. These people are fucking dumb. This is just like, there's nothing you can do. Like, and, and I do think that, um, either like extremely wealthy people or the government needs to like step up to help people because yeah, but, I mean, that would have happened anything that was going to what already. I know, I know. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I I just don't know how, as individuals, collectively, I don't know. It's scary. I don't know. Um, Should I read the whole, uh, the whole thing? Yeah. To give you the whole experience. So, so basically, yeah, it gives you, it's revolution, and then there's, like, a line reading that's devotion to truth enables revolution. And then 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 this the uh, the Brian Walker guy gives you a little three paragraph thing. Anyway, so the Hexagram Co announces the arrival of a time of revolution. A set of conditions in, internal or external or both is ready to pass away in favor of a more beneficial situation. What enables okay. this transformation is your conscious and vigorous adherence to correct thought and behavior. No revolution in outer things is possible without a prior revolution in one's inner way of being. Whatever change you aspire to in your affairs must be preceded by a change in heart, an active deepening and strengthening of your resolve to meet every event with equanimity, detachment, and innocent goodwill. When this spiritual poise is achieved within, Magnificent, magnificent things are possible without. The revolutions of others are enabled also when we refine the fire of goodness and the truth inside ourselves. Sincere commitment to higher things travels outward in powerful waves from the superior person, and all those around are affected by this. Indisputably, to lead one's inner self to truth and peace is to lead the outer world to truth and peace. A beneficial revolution is assured to one who takes this path now. Interesting. But I do like that, and you're right. It's like giving you a here you go, like the best thing to do in all this craziness yeah. is to make yourself more inside and not affect other people and the same way that things are gonna come out in a positive manner. So and then there's the line then there's the line reading. So the first line always applies to your reading. So the first line is perseverance and innocent non-action bears the greatest fruit at this time weight and humility and quiet restraint for a clear way to open that's very interesting yeah it is um wow yeah don't vote no (laughs) the i ching told me not to vote and then there's a changing line and the changing line is three four the fifth line So that applies to this reading. So the fifth line reads, people instinctively understand and support a revolution brought by one who is completely aligned with higher principles. Huh. Hmm. Like Bernie. Well, oh my God, I was going to say that, but I feel like such a like 
cucked Bernie bro if I were to go there. But yeah, I mean, I really feel like it's pointing. And even at the end of this last paragraph that I read, that it's a superior person, like that it's like there's a leader here that yep. represents truth that brings on like a truth and, and just like a basic humanity, you know? And yeah. goodwill that brings on the revolution. Um, <clears throat> I just can't believe I that that fucking is what we got. That is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, and I, well, I was thinking it's gonna sound crazy, but I feel like we're living in a time where the veil is thinner, and like this shit is so on point. I mean, astrologically, we're really on point for what's happening in the United States too. We're in the middle of like. We're in the middle of the United States Pluto return, um, which is like basically all of the repressed shit is going to come up, and that's like what's happening right now. And then we are going back to like we talked about in 2021 that Saturn in square, um, like because of the planets like going forward and then back in retrograde, like it's coming back again. So we're we're seeing like all this like shit come up, like race, abortion, women's issues, like um native american issues like all this stuff and then the that's like with like the pluto return and then this like sort of like fight from like the like top-down control versus like the people wanting to uh sort of have a revolution like that fight between like control and freedom is also like being revisited and it's like crazy that you know we have all this 2021 early 2021 stuff like that went away you know from our consciousness as a collective it's back like it's it's back completely what um, wait what early to that it's really weird for me um like early 2021 like talking about like the January sixth incident and stuff like that oh because wait they're talking about it more now well yeah with the fbi raiding mar-a-lago oh and- yeah hearings that are going on yeah there's uh, a lot of, um, it's so f- i feel bad i could really care less about any of that shit i know but um you should be aware though that this is happening right now because like there is actually probably like an imminent threat of violence from um certain other people in the united states that might uh believe differently than us about what's going on well so just, you mean like, you mean like people like republicans <laughs> Not necessarily Republicans, but people who are upset that, like, Trump is being investigated and stuff. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, okay. Well, the Republican Party is, like, splitting over this. So there's, like, major things happening right now. Like, in the past, like, week or two. Well, that's like, good for, like, that's oh, good yeah. for, I'm glad the Republican Party's splitting. But then they, they have a split I, voter base then. I makes know. it harder just, to elect like, people right now just concerned that like there's imminent potential violence in this yeah. country i don't know why i'm wrong. totally not afraid of of uh republicans i'm just not well i don't think you need to be afraid of republicans i think uh-huh. there's certain groups within that group that um, like extremist right, people extreme. yes yeah i mean i live in like a city that's full of Democrats, so yeah, I'm not really afraid of extremist Republicans here. Yeah, 
And, well, like, um, it is really insane that the FBI, like, raided uh, an ex-president's uh, house. And then I, I don't know what, like, was it brought on by January 6th? Is that why they raided it, to know it was, that? Yeah, I believe it was part of the January 6th uh, hearings. Um, that's why they ended up, like, setting, like, the subpoenas or whatever to search Mar-a-Lago, and there they found documents that um, Trump had taken and not through the proper channels, so there's that. And some of them were nuclear documents. Like Yeah, I heard about like, that. Yeah, um, so, yeah, but then there's, you know, supporters of Donald Trump who are now feeling that, that uh, you know, that was an invasion of his privacy and that he's, like, yeah. in the right. <laughs> and, um, Everything so, that... yeah, there's been U.S. citizens that have, uh -huh. I mean, there was someone in, I, I believe there's, like, some U.S. citizens right now that are, if you will, cosplaying as fucking uh, military people outside of, like, the Arizona FBI headquarters in uh -huh. Phoenix. Uh -huh. um they're there with their fucking guns and they're like all dressed up and there's in their you know army shit and like they, they think they're a militia and i don't really know where that's at right now but i know that's been like a thing for a couple days um there was the guy at the fbi headquarters i and i may be wrong i think it might have been in illinois who tried to like breach and then there was like a shootout and they chased him and they ended up shooting him um that was a couple of days ago like there's a lot of shit going mm-hmm um, do I think everyone should be scared hiding in their houses? No, but like, yeah, there's definitely like, we're in a time of revolution, I think, already. Whether that's for better or worse. Yeah. You know, I like, just, when, like, when we think of it, we're like, yeah, it's going to be good for us. I'm not fucking necessarily like, I think it's start, like rising up and then this, and then, you know, Biden's government could really become fascist. Like, I don't fucking know what's going to happen, but I'm not comfortable right now. I just think it's a shame that all of this energy has risen up between a pretty much a ex-president who's just a fucking lazy slob and <laughs> something as dumb as like the January 6th thing because the January 6th thing was like, yeah, okay, I'm not like, yeah, it's fucked up. But like, I honestly, the way that that happened, it looked fucking staged. It looked like they were allowed to fucking do that. Well, they were because there's people who were working in the White House at that time and in security who were allowing it to happen. Yeah. Like, there was like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was. And then it when was. they went I, in, though, they they just, everyone just like took selfies and shit. And then, and also, or did like, you know, vandalism, which was like, kind of like very childish and not very like, you know, when you see in like other countries when there's a coup, it's like people's heads are getting chopped off. That's what's happening when they storm, like a Capitol building. Like that's well, not I mean, what this people was. People did die in there. People did die in there, and there were like humans set up. Well, and, um, no, I mean, people, people died by accident. Like that woman. No, I mean, the lady got shot. I saw yeah, it on a video. I know. She was, I, she, 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 you know what I mean? Got like that. When I saw that, I was like, fuck. Like, she, know, got, like a, she got she got shot had to shoot a fucking lady yeah she got awful. yeah i'm saying she's a dumbass she was climbing through she, a window like dumbass. a tourist and got shot by an yeah, agent true. which is totally they thought it would be fine. yeah i'm saying that i'm not saying what i'm saying the people that charged were not a threat at all like they were yeah. like fucking tourists in washington i mean i see what you're saying it was yeah. it was like instagram attention but at the same time it doesn't um 
it's not a good sign. I think actually one of the officers, an officer might have gotten killed though too. I think he, he, got, he, he got, got hit on he the head. He got pushed in a door by the crowd. He was standing in a door yeah. trying to block the crowd and he just fucking pushed him and he didn't die, right? There's a video of that too. It goes on and on. He's like in this doorway getting fucking crushed and then later on he died like in his office or something. Yeah. There was like multiple suicides of officers after Still, it still, like, still. Nothing like and I other get what you're saying. Yeah, they I, didn't want I, in there over and yeah and I, I chop mean, off like, it wasn't like a true revolution but yeah. i'm afraid that that could happen but at the same time no that it's not going to happen because like do we have a trillion like how many trillion dollars worth of military in this fucking country like yeah. that oh, we are we're the military of the world we're the military as soon as it's an actual threat it'll get shut down yeah and you're right it obviously was not an actual threat because it would all of those people would be fucking dead yeah every um i just yeah, to me, January 6th is, like, a fucking weird joke. And I think also, like, it's been, it's, like, it's, like, to me, it, like, may, I'm being conspiracy theory, I guess, but to me it seems, like, staged news story to just keep in, like, keep the masses distracted for something. I don't know. I think it's, like, well, I think it's a mass yeah. distraction. distraction. Um, I agree with that for sure. Just with all like the, the same shit thing show. with like the Russia bringing tapes. Trump back out, bringing Trump back out. I think it's like a big yeah. distraction. Having stuff last night, like what are we distracted from? But um, I think I really th I think Bernie Sanders might run again, which is insane. I would love that. I know we like, need him too. He's well, he's like eighty something years old, but like he also he still has his wits more about him than Joe Biden. Though Joe Biden is yeah. very obviously in the like late throes of fucking dementia. It is not even fucking funny. I know. There's no way he's running. And Bernie no, Sanders said that. Bernie Sanders said I he would run again if Joe Biden doesn't run. And Joe oh. Biden is not fucking running. He's not. There's no fucking way. Um he has a lower approval rating than Donald Trump. I know. Yeah, I mean yeah, and like I'm just—that's why you know what I fucking hate Democrats too. I hate all you fucking assholes that voted for him, because it's like, why the I fuck know, did you vote for a fucking zombie like this? Like, why did we let that fucking happen? Like, if everyone's like, but what if everyone just didn't fucking vote for him? Like, why is everyone so fucking afraid to vote the way they want to? Like, it's so disgusting to me. I'm so sick of it. I don't know. That's what we've been indoctrinated to believe is that, yeah, I mean, I, I struggled with it too. It's like I can vote in the, in the Trump and Hillary election and then everyone's uh, opinion of the people that didn't vote in that election was the yeah. bizarre fault that Trump got elected. So then I fucking voted for Biden and am I happy that I did that? No, I think it's a fucking waste to throw away. I feel sick. I felt sick when I was doing it. I feel sick now about it. No, I mean, I learned that lesson with the Al Gore fucking election when everyone was yeah. like, don't vote for Ralph Nader. Yeah. I, I learned then that you should just always just vote who you want to fucking vote for. Because yeah. no matter what, because like, yeah, then all the people who voted for Ralph Nader, Nader just gets fucking blamed. You know, it's like, whatever. Um, I don't know, but all I know is that it didn't fucking benefit us as people at all. None, none of this. None of the past two presidents have been of any benefit at all. It's just fucking burns to the ground. Yeah, I don't think I can't. 
there's like no president that's ever Roosevelt. Yeah, and I was gonna say not. Didn't he like fuck over black people doing the red line thing? I don't know, so, but I'm sure. Not at, but obviously you know. it didn't get fixed for them at that point. So <laughs> yeah, Whatever. I guess he didn't. You know. Um. So yeah, Viva la Revolution. Um. It's interesting. Yeah. That reading was um, very, very interesting to me, too. Um, I just finished reading, like, this uh, book on aesthetics by Fe Frederick Scheeler, who's a um, poet, German poet, and but he mm -hmm. also writes philosophy or whatever. And it was interesting because, I mean, on it, the book took, it wasn't that interesting. The book took me forever to read because philosophy is like so hard to read. And I usually come out of it being like, I didn't understand anything anyway. Yeah. But in any case, it was interesting in the sense that it was happening right after the French Revolution. And, okay. and it was like a time where everyone, where the monarchy was overtaken and yeah you know, a Republic for the people was being developed, but it was like an absolute shit show. It was, right. it was like, there was no order. And that, and people were questioning like, well, what, how, how do you create order for the masses? Is it an elite group of people who make the laws and they're better than the lower classes because they're higher educated or is like is a democracy can a democracy th thrive um by everyone being equal you know and just that yeah. philosophical question and obviously i mean the schiller dude was like kind of it's i mean he was writing his it was like letters and he's writing to a prince so mm -hmm. obviously he's a monarchist and in some ways like monarchy is beneficial in a sense where there's a ruler and like, you know, there's like a, it's like a more streamlined sort of government where decisions are made way easier and also can be like way beneficial for the masses. But then there's like issue with that being that people in power are then like abuse that power. So then that's where it corrupts the monarchy. And that's hence, you know, how it yeah. just works in every form. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, always it's like that, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, revolution, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I guess. Thanks, thank you, Shane. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll take the first line that it said, which was, like, just to be, like, to, to sit back and wait for the clear opening. Yeah. Um, not to, to, uh, right now it's to be still and to, to not take action. I so. think that's, I mean, that's been my feeling and not just, like, mine, like, for me, but I mean, it's, like, just people that I respect i feel like have that same view it's like yeah what are you gonna do like get in go out and with your gun too like jesus and so just, you're the more people that stay calm and level-headed the better we're gonna be you live in colorado now mm -hmm. so 
how is it going with like this water crisis? Like what? Well, where I live, it's um, I, it's funny because I was thinking about this there too, and how we were potting today last night. I was thinking about it. I think sprinklers for water. Um, wow, your phone just like made a noise like the predator. That's funny. No, it was actually um the door closing behind me, like the sliding glass door. But that's funny. Oh my it god! Did sound like <laughs> it sounded like um, the predator. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> I, well, I can, it's actually Carl who said it. Oh, okay. Um, did you see the new Predator so, movie on Hulu? Uh, no, I did not. It's I really not. good. Um, the water thing, for where I live right now, I'm in Colorado Springs. Um, it's People still have their sprinkler systems going to water their grass. So, yeah, there, there's like a weird thing That's going on crazy. Right now um down in Pueblo which is 45 minutes south like I there's not like it's not like oh there's no drinking water but like there's issues going on with building because um there's quote a water tap shortage so it's like a shortage of like permits um to basically like when you build your house you have to get a permit to have a water tap to gain access to water for your house um and it's like it taking way longer to build down there than like it really needs to because of like this whole water tap issue and it has to do with cities selling their water rights to other cities and i really again i'm just gonna sound like you know someone who doesn't do research because i don't um, but yeah, so wh- where I live, just like from my, where I'm sitting right now, yes, yeah, I'm aware that there's water issues. It's very concerning and weirdly the, the sprinklers are still running three times a day to keep grass growing. So, um, yeah, that's that. That's how our Springs right now. Yeah. I mean, I just, do any of the like locals, do people talk about it? Like, um, do you talk I, about no, it? No, it's not like a, the main topic of conversation though. No. That is so I mean, weird to me because if I was about to be like, there, I think there's like how many months left? There's like this like decree or whatever that has to be met before the government takes action on how much water intake um, everyone's allowed to have, which is going to be like practically nothing. Because, yeah, I know it's like, yeah, and it's like months away. It's not even like that far away. Like, so I feel like if yeah, that were I mean, me, yeah, I would be New freaking Mexico, out. Apparently, it, it, in New Mexico, I think there's areas where it really is, like, um, happening right now. Where there's, like, yeah, like, when you imagine, like, what a shortage, what a shortage would be, like, it's happening there. So it's not, like, that far from where I am. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to know. And it's also hard to know, like, where is even, like, a safe area as far as natural disasters and flood, like there's no, just nowhere safe. It seems like in the United States, you know, yeah. like I, it's like, okay, I can choose like a water shortage or flooding or fires or, you know, so I don't know. Well, you left Philadelphia. It's like fine here. Yeah, I know. Northeast is it's pretty relatively good, but like we've been having like more tornadoes and shit there too. It's just, and like, there's been a lot of flash flooding and I just feel like everywhere it's just like, well, I've also, like, have read that the global south, like, South America and whatnot is, like, really, really feeling the effects of climate change in warmer climates. Like, it's starting to get in, like, 
inhabitable. Why, why can't I fucking say that word? Inhabitable. Uninhabitable. Yeah, because yeah. of the heat. Well, like, what's frustrating to me, too, is, like, mainly the way that I'm aware of that is, like, news stories that are about, like, oh, it's too hot to vacation in these places anymore. Try these places. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, that's so That's your main creepy. concern? What the fuck? Where, no, what I were mean, they we're, saying? We're ecologically going to be in crisis. Like, we are in crisis. Like, yeah. This is it. Like, all this it's stuff that, like, we talked about, like, 20 years ago, we were like, don't be crazy. Well, by 2025, like, all this will be covered with water. Like, yeah, it's about to happen. Shit's about to go down. It's already going down. We're in it, and there's nothing we can do except, like, you, like, your eye chain, your, your e chain set is just to, like, stay as calm as we can, and that's it. Because you can't stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I got COVID again, too. Oh, like again? What do you mean, like this week? I like- I no, I had COVID. I got COVID around Christmas, and then I got COVID. Yeah, yeah I know. I just oh. don't think I talked about it on the pod. I didn't talk about it here. I got COVID again, everybody. How did it go for you? It sucked. It's like it's like a bad cold. Pretty much. So basically I would say it's like, it starts off like a sore throat and like we had just gotten back from a trip in Vermont. So like we probably got it on the train. Um, and the trains don't have mask mandates anymore. So yeah, I've never heard of it. No one cares anymore. But like, yeah, so that, I don't know. Part of me was just like, I probably got it on the train and whatever. It was a sore throat and I felt bad because I still had to like, like I got a very faint positive test result because it was like Gus was like full blown sick and oh. I hadn't felt sick yet, but I still was yeah. testing myself every morning. Cause like we just got back from this trip. Like I had to work. Right. So I was just testing myself yeah. in the morning and if it was negative, I went to work. So then the yeah. one morning it was like a very faint, very faint line. And then I read in the, instructions like even if it's a very faint line that's a positive right Mm -hmm. and I didn't really feel sick I had like the sore throat but I did not really feel sick so let me tell you if it was any other like day like having a slight sore throat day I would have went to work right for sure I mean but it just you know whatever so I had to call out of work and then but because we had just gotten back from this trip I still had to like and Gus was, like, really sick. I still had to go get groceries and shit, which I felt really yeah. bad about. And I just was, like, I wore a mask everywhere I went. But I was, like, yeah, how many other business. people are doing this? Oh, like, that's nice. That, that's everywhere. It's the cold. Yeah. It's, it's over. It's done. What? Um, I also, like, it's, just, like, the chimes do not spread it. I just feel like it's, like, like, I think, yeah, you do the best you can, but you can't. I just don't think other people... I, I think we're back to just as if it were the cold season, like flu season. Well, like I will say that I never get sick when they're sick. It's just like you're expected to. No one's changed. I never get sick in the summer, though. Like that. So I'm just saying that this is it was way more contagious than a fucking cold because I never get sick gotcha. in the summer. Like, yeah, it just doesn't happen. So, but like the other thing, I would say. I mean, I would say the difference here, like, I was kind of like, I wish, because I felt, because then the next two days, I felt like absolute shit. It was bad. I had a fever, a cough. I had everything, snotty, everything. And um, I felt like shit, and I pretty much just tried to, like, make myself sleep the whole day is what I ended up doing. 
Yeah. And I was just like, still though, I was like, there was back in the day, if I had a cold like this, I would still work though. Same. Like, and it's kind of nice that I'm able to like fucking call out of work. Although I don't get paid. Only sick days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. I don't get paid, but I did like plea online for people to buy comics from me and they did. Which was, which was very nice, and it helped me recoup some losses. But, like, um, yeah, so I, like, two days it was really, really bad. And then, yeah, like, the third day, I or this would be the fourth day. Like, the first day was just a sore throat. Then for two days it was really, really bad. And then on the fourth day it was, like, I had, um, like, I was, like, you know, obviously still sick, but I felt, like, a hundred I felt like 95% better like because you know after you feel like such shit for two days and then you just feel a little bit better you're just like oh my god I feel so much better it was it was like that um and then yeah and then I got progressively better from there the weird thing that happened this time for me is I totally lost my sense of smell and I lost my sense of smell for like two weeks I'm still recovering from it like I still haven't totally gotten it back. Is it weird? It's very weird. It's like you just don't smell anything. Like for instance, like we I went down the shore and like usually like my first like shore thing is you smell the ocean. And yeah. I I totally couldn't smell it. I was like it's so that Yeah, like I, I mean in some senses like in the city because it was so hot out and gross, it was kind of nice not smelling. Because I was like, I can't smell anything. But it was nice because, like, the city fucking stinks. Also, like, yeah, um, yeah like, I just, there, there was a lot of bad smells that I just didn't smell. So that was kind of nice. But, yeah, I basically, it was just weird. Like, I have this rose candle that's, like, yeah. so smelly that I keep it, like, in a cabinet. And it, it actually scents our toilet paper. That's how, like... It's in the bathroom. I keep it in our whatever bathroom yeah. cabinet. And it actually scents the toilet paper. I can put my nose right up into that candle and I can't smell anything. Oh my God, that's so yeah. weird. And the first did one. This happen, wait, did this happen over the winter when you got it? No, it didn't. Okay. And the thing that I read too, which is interesting, is that the Omicron virus, which is the virus that happened in the winter, mm-hmm. um, there was reports that loss of sense, loss of taste and smell did not happen with that virus. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, you had a different strain. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I read with the BA.2 or whatever is going around now this summer mm-hmm. that the loss of smell and taste came back. And oh, yeah, so weird. it came back in this strain. But also I would say my sense of taste wasn't completely gone, but I did, it was affected, but it wasn't like completely gone. Things just kind of tasted weird, but it wasn't completely gone. Yeah, Yeah, but the not smelling was really fucking weird because it wasn't like I was congested. Like there was nothing, I'm not like, it's not like I had a stuffy nose and I couldn't smell. It's like you feel 100% like normal, back to normal, except you can't smell. And it's kind of as like the world is like, antiseptic or something like that it's really weird weird yeah it's very strange (laughs) um and i've only just slowly been able to get my sense of smell back i mean not to be gross but it could be like like this is like i 
couldn't smell like my husband's farts <laughs> like for like you know this whole time and then all of a sudden like I began mm-hmm. to smell them again and I was like oh my god that's and it, funny and well, it's that someone that I worked with who had COVID um toward the beginning and lost his I mean I feel like it was six or eight weeks it lost his sense of smell yeah. and he said that the first fucking thing he could start smelling again was the dog shit at work yeah that and also like my cat's poop, my poop. That that's like the first thing I was like, oh, I have my sense of smell back. I can smell shit. Yeah, good for you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe is that like a good thing for survival? Like maybe that's why it's the first thing that comes back because it's like avoiding parasites or something. It's like a yeah. Free. Yeah, totally. So, um, but like I still like I still have that rose candle. That's like my scent touchstone. And I can still, it's still not as strong. Like I could smell it now, but it's not like before. I mean, I could smell it just being in the bathroom. It's not, you know, so, so I'm not like a hundred percent there yet, but. Did Gus lose his sense of smell? No, Gus did not lose his sense of smell, but he did lose his sense of taste like completely. Here. Yeah. Huh. So, and it didn't last that long for him. He got his sense of taste back pretty quickly. Um, we both did have a cough, a lingering cough for like, uh, a week or two, but it wasn't like a, like a horrible cough. It was just like in the morning we would be coughing, like oh, you would have, gotcha. you would like, have yeah. shortness of breath and cough, but it wasn't yeah. like phlegmy coughs. It was just kind of like, yeah. yeah. Like a dry Yeah. So anyway, I'm sure this is really interesting to everyone listening, but, um, I had COVID <laughs> and now everyone's gonna get you haven't had covid yet maureen i probably haven't just don't know it i i'm i'm sure that i must have are you boosted like, is that a per, too personal of a question oh uh, no i don't mind that question um i'm coming i know that i'm like due for my booster like around now um i'm not feeling as like oh like i gotta get it like right away like i'm you know gonna pick it because i know that i get side effects from it um I've oh you do what happens yeah, I get really, like, I just get exhaustion. I get a couple, and I get, I get, like, a sore arm, and I, like, have to sleep, can't keep my eyes open. That's happened to me both times, I guess. Did you have yeah, any so. period effects? The first time I think I did, actually. It, like, yeah, I got my period, like, that week. It's, like, the week after I got it, yeah. Yeah, it, it affected my period and has, like, freaked me out to the point. And then I also really don't like when I was talking to my gynecologist about it. Like, he was basically a dickhead to me and was, like, that's, like, just anecdotal evidence it doesn't mean anything i'm like like well every woman i've talked to like this is like a thing and you're just gonna be like no it's nothing like fuck you yeah so it's anecdotal evidence because we haven't had time to do studies on yet you fucking asshole i forgot to tell you he also asked he asked me if i knew what anecdotal evidence was before he told me well that's a fair question he doesn't know you what how does somebody not know what the i'm 40 fucking i'm gonna be 41 years old tomorrow how does a 40 year old fucking person not know what antidotal like evidence means like what the fuck i don't know i found it really insulting i don't care yeah no i i'm sure that when he talks to people about this stuff and they're like what did that mean i mean why would you if you weren't like no he was being like you're stupid you're stupid because you think you want because I asked him if other women had told him that they were had issues with their period from the vaccine, 
And he thought I was stupid because I was asking about other yeah. people's experiences, which is anecdotal evidence, right. which and doesn't mean shit. And it's reasonable to talk about anecdotal evidence. You don't just, like, discount it completely. I get yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's still part of things. That's how you start to know that you need to maybe do an expert, like, do the scientific method if you do have a lot of yeah. anecdotal evidence. Exactly. Doctor. Exactly. <laughs> it's like... Fucking asshole. I know. Anyway... But yeah, so I'm I'm not doing the boosters anymore. Of course, like I wanted to talk because I got COVID twice so far. But like, I will say that I feel bad because I mean, other people have gotten boosted, got the have gotten the COVID too. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, know. people who are boosted are getting COVID calls. There's family members on both me and Carl's families that. Um, you know, have been boosted and got COVID and yeah, it's, it's kind of whatever. I mean, it might, the reason that I would do it again is that I feel like it might give me just like, maybe I'll get less sick, but again, yeah. like I've already had two and I have not taken time off of work to be like, Oh, I'm going to quarantine from COVID. Like I've been out in it yeah. since the fucking beginning. Yeah. So I'm, I've got to have some level of good immunity at this point. You've got to have been exposed to it at this That's, point. I, yeah. I mean, and there's asymptomatic carriers. Like I've known from the beginning that I probably was just one of those asymptomatic carriers. Yeah. Um, there was also times in COVID where like, I mean, you, we were just worked so hard and we you were would so be asymptomatic. There was, like, large amounts bitch. of, months there was like months at a time where like i don't even hardly remember it now because i was like so dissociated just like working so fucking hard and pain all the time like it was and it was just so scary you know just even being in that environment or just like washing your hands fucking alcohol on your phone every night before you go home i would strip completely all my clothes before and like put them right on the washer like that yeah. shit was scary and like yeah i'm sure at that point i must have fucking gotten it yeah there's definitely times I just like felt like shit because I was so tired, but like didn't have like you know I didn't have like a cough or something, but like I'm sure I missed it. Um, since I'm about to turn 41, do you have any 41 year old advice for me? Well, I wasn't gonna bring that up on the pod, but yes, your birthday is tomorrow. Um, my 41 year old advice, I'm just gonna. I go with the the E chain said and tell you back like Viva la revolution. Yeah, Bob's yeah. chiming in on that. Bob is on board. He knows. Yeah, just you know, keep uh, being you and yeah. Um, be you know, do whatever you want to fucking do. Okay. Yeah, that's, Bob thinks my... it's time for him to eat. Well, um, we've been talking for like an hour and a half now, I think. But so like, um, closing I Ching thoughts. Um, well, I ordered the book. I did get a new copy just because I was like lazy. So I ordered a new copy from Amazon instead of like supporting, you know, recycling and reusing. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm going to try to, um, get into a new habit of doing I Ching every day too. I think that's interesting. I think it's a good habit you think about what's going on in your life it's um it's very easy too once again that's what i can't like it's quick and easy like it, it again if you do like if you're doing tarot card readings it's like a whole fucking thing it's like it takes like like i would say a tarot card reading takes me like a half an hour probably yeah um mm, that's a so. long time every day 
What's that? Like that. A long time to spend every day on something like that. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't do Tara every day. I wouldn't do that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. Um, oh, do you, have you been watching um, the rehearsal? No. With Nathan Fielder? You know the no. TV show Nathan for you, don't you? No. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's a comedy show that you should watch. And uh, anyway... The rehearsal that's on now is like, it's more, it's like anti-comedy, you know, like, uh-huh. um, not funny comedy, but it's funny. But, like um, that. yeah. So the rehearsal is basically, I do think you should watch Nathan for you first, which is his earlier TV show, which is where he helps failing businesses thrive, but he's like, has like the dumbest ideas, you know, like, um, like, I, I forget, like, one of them was, like, I might be mixing this up, but one of them was, like, a uh, taxi service for pregnant women, like, to, like, I don't know, giving pregnant women a discount or some shit, and, like, okay. I don't know, it was, like, about taking pregnant women to the hospital who are in labor, and it was funny, but, like, um, or, like, one of them was, like, a nail salon, and he thought to help the nail salon was to have a uh, valet, which is the funny thing is, is because, you know, Asian people are stereotypically known as not the best drivers. So that was the right, show. Right. <laughs> anyway, so that was fucked up, but it was funny. Um, and so then this, uh, the rehearsal is like, he put out like prompts on like, Craigslist or what have you asking for people to write in if they want to be on a TV show that's about like helping you uh, face something that you regret in your life like either like you know something that you're not facing because like I don't know some regret or whatever and um, so like the first episode is a guy who has a quizzo team and that he, he's been a part of for, like, ten years. They play Quizzo together every, like, I don't know, Tuesday night or some shit. And he told them that... Oh, Gus is calling me. Hold on. I should... I should... I should get this. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah, Gus? Hey, do we have any, um, eggs? Yeah, we have three eggs. Are, is, are they uncooked? Yes. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, that's all I needed in that. Okay. I need, I need an egg. Two eggs. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Come on, Marine, come back. Marine? Hello, Marine. Why is it? How do I get you back? Oh, hello. Hey. Okay, I got you back. Um... I'm reading about it right now. I'm super into it. Oh, okay. So whatever. So like, yeah. And it's like just funny, like what he goes through. Um, Like the one character even said that about Nathan Fielder, the one guy who was on the show was like, you're like Willy Wonka. And Nathan Fielder's like, is that a good thing? Because like, yeah, Willy Wonka like makes all these dreams come true, but he's also like fucking crazy. And, and also- probably killed all those children 
like you know what I mean like so there's kind of he's like creating this like magical world to help people face like a fear or regret in their life but at the same time it's like at whose expense you know um it's really funny anyway I forget why I was even bringing that up though um I feel like you said something that reminded me of it and I was like you got it whatever I don't remember um yeah so my closing thoughts on the I Ching um that it's an ancient text that I don't even really understand. So I think, and I'm just going with what it tells me to do. And in that case, I think that makes me a candidate for success in the advice of the I Ching. Because it's definitely like to follow the sage, to follow the higher power. You are not, um, your ego is not, going to get you anywhere yeah like trying to like getting my gun and going to fight against the fucking you know the state settlement so you're not going to get anywhere got it i wish the rest of the united states could get that too yeah so maybe we could work together and plant some fucking gardens so <laughs> to like help each other and make food like build some structures <laughs> pay our you know fellow human if we own a business paying fellow human beings fairly and like that shit maybe if we could just focus on that I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so signing off. I Ching, 2022. I'll see you in Wawa. I'll see you at the come and go. Uh, yeah, K U M. No, I um, I'll see you in Wawa in my mind. Okay, on to the Patreon episode. So okay. I'm not, I'm not hanging up. But bye. All right. Goodbye. Podcast. Do do do. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh yeah, it's a four house on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.